everyone, and welcome to the Yankee Boy Podcast, hosted by myself, Anthony. In today's episode, it's the first episode of the podcast, so we're just going to do a little wee bit of an introduction. I'm going to say hi, my name's Anthony. Been a Yankee fan my whole life. Shout out to my grandpa for that one. Um, we're going to talk everything Yankees offseason, honestly. We're just going to get right into it, to be completely honest with you. I mean, Juan Soto's a Yankee. That's... <laughs> That's freaking awesome, man. Honestly, it's one of the coolest things to say out loud. It's not something that I ever thought I would have the ability to say. Uh, shout out to Brian Cashman, Hal Steinbrenner. You guys got it done, even though not the biggest fan of either of those guys. They got the job done. They brought in the 25-year-old generational superstar that can really change the fortunes of this franchise around on his own. And that's not an overreactionary statement. I think his bat alone really makes the Yankees a competitor in the American League this year. Um, we're going to talk about Yashinobu Yamamoto. He's, his decision still looms, I guess you could say. Um, the Dodgers have a great chance of getting him. The Yankees have a great chance of getting him. And don't count out Cohen and the Mets. They have the money. I know it's controversial to say that the Mets are one of the favorites, or I don't, I wouldn't say it's controversial. I mean, when you have the richest owner in the sport, that's pretty straightforward. Um, let me think. Anything else? Cody Bellinger. There's Cody Bellingers out there. I don't think he's got any chance of coming to the Yankees. I think he wants to be a Yankee, but I don't think the Yankees really have interest in him. Can't blame him. I think he may be a one-season wonder candidate. Free agency came at a perfect time for him to get that one-year contract, have a great year. I could definitely see him going to a team like Toronto. Um, we'll do a quick Yankees outlook, honestly. That that'd probably be the best way to start so far. I mean, I talked about Soto. I mean, how are you going to shit on that deal ever? I mean, you bring in a 25-year-old star and you give up. Michael King, who's a very solid player, I mean, good pitcher, elbow concerns, injury concerns, can he start a full season, hasn't done it, and he's already almost 30, so I, that was not a piece that I was against giving up, I was actually totally okay with that, uh, Drew Thorpe, great pitcher in the minor leagues, who knows what he turns into when he faces major league batting, I don't know, no one listening to this really knows, I mean, none of us can project that far, we can't read the future, um, Brito and Vasquez, solid arms, very solid arms. The Padres did well for a one-year rental to get four legit arms that will probably impact them this year. Go them. They needed pitching. They got pitching. Who knows the quality of it? We know King will be quality, but his problem is how long of a season can he give you? Can he give you 200 innings? Probably not. He's never done it. Is, Thor is Thorpe legit? Is he coming up this year? Who knows? Possibly. He had a great year last year. Nobody's shitting on that minor league uh, pitcher of the year. That's awesome. So, yeah, the Padres did well. But the Yankees, whenever these trades occur where you have a superstar go into a team and the prospect return, usually the team who gets the superstar wins as long as they're able to retain that star. That's always been my thing. And I guess we could talk about that a little bit too. Um, if we think the Yankees are going to retain Soto, you don't make this trade without being at least fairly confident that you're going to keep them in your building for the next decade or so. Um, people talked about he's going to go to the Mets. I, if that happens, that'd be really depressing. I don't think it will happen. I don't think it's got a chance of happening. I really don't. Um, the way I see things happening is after Otani's massive contract, $700 million, I mean, $680 million of it deferred. That's pretty hilarious. I'm not going to lie. That's... That's a funny move, but a smart move by the Dodgers, man. Good for them. They're going to go all in the next 10 years and try and win as many rings as they can. Um, who knows how many they will, though. I don't – however you feel. I mean, for at least this season, Otani's just a $70 million DH. So I'm not going to be 
I'm not overly concerned with the Dodgers right now. I'm more concerned with our division, winning the division, making the playoffs, getting to the World Series, and then if the Dodgers are the team that we face, we'll deal with the Dodgers at that point in time. Um, but a Soto extension probably starts with a five and, a, and quite a few zeros after that five, um, and he's totally worth it in my opinion. Very rarely do you get a kid on a Hall of Fame track at age 26 going into free agency and you get the opportunity that he's already in your building to where we can at least work on the extension during the season. Do I think he signs it? No, I don't. I don't think he's extended during the season. The Yankees aren't known for doing that, and Boris Kleins aren't known for doing that. So I think it goes into free agency, but I do think he ends up signing a contract to come back to the Yankees in the offseason, obviously, in the offseason of 20, that would be the offseason of 2024, 2025. Um, so, yeah, there's there's the Soto extension talk. I know that's like the talk of the town. And then we'll just, another talk of the town is Yamamoto. Is Yamamoto coming to the Yankees? Every reporter is getting asked a thousand questions. Yamamoto, 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 where's he going? Phillies, the, the Mets, the Dodgers. He's meeting with all these teams. He's meeting with the Blue Jays. He's meeting with the Red Sox. Where is he going? I think you have a big three. In the conversation, the Mets, the, the New York teams, and the L.A. team. Those are the big three. He goes anywhere else, it's probably a surprise to a lot of people. But it, the ball's in his court. Whoever's talking to him is willing to offer him a whole lot of money. You're not going to get into the talks with him and not offer him a contract that most likely starts with a three. We're at that point where it sure seems like if he doesn't get over $300 million, it'd be surprising. And that's shocking for a guy who's never thrown a pitch in the major leagues. But all accounts, he's a great pitcher. I'm all for giving him that money. It's not my money. It's Hal Steinbrenner's money. And if he really is meeting this whole we're going all in on 2024 thing, this is the move you got to make. You got to bring a 25-year-old, and everyone says he's got ace stuff. If he's got ace stuff, he's going to be worth it. He's 25 years old. That arm is fresh. He's he's there for the taking. And, and in my opinion, I think we're a slight favorite, but the Dodgers do scare me. The Dodgers scare me for sure. They're – they, that Otani contract is just incredible. The fact that they were able to to maneuver it like that to where now they can go get Yamamoto and go trade for Ty, uh, Tyler Glasnow and possibly Manny Margot or Randy Arozarena is absolutely absurd, but smart. It's smart. It's surprising that other big market teams haven't tried this. Um, I know in 10 years, who knows where the Dodgers will be. They could be in financial ruin and it could screw them up. Like it did. I know it, it had some problems with the Texas Rangers a couple of years ago, but it's smart management if you cuz if you think about it Otani's contract will pay that 700 million will probably be paid back fairly quick in terms of jersey sales and international tv rights and things like that they're going to get a boatload of cash from that so in terms of making the money back that's not something they're probably worried about at all but in terms of just making a super team they could really do that now freeman and betts and otani and if they get yamamoto it, they trade for glasnow and a rosarena it's an incredible team, incredible team for the Dodgers, and good for them, honestly. They're a big market team, and they're acting like a big market team, so that's that's good for the sport, but it would also kind of – see, I go back and forth on this because is it good for the sport or isn't it good for the sport? Like, I think it's good when owners spend their money, so that's awesome for the sport. I'm all for giving players what they're worth, giving out big contracts. That, that billionaires should invest in their teams. That's important, but it's also crazy when they – give out these big contracts and they find these loopholes or whatever you want to call them to where they could just almost buy out the competition. And that, that does suck for the smaller market fans. I know I don't experience that because 
my team is probably one of the few that can outspend anybody. So it it sucks though. I have friends who are small market team fans and they feel like they can't compete for any of these big players. And it's true. They that's why they have to go so much into scouting and things like that. And it's important. So it's it's got its pros and its cons in terms of if it's good for the game or not. Um let's let me think. Let me think. Where do I want to go next with this? There's a lot of different directions. We can go Yankees outlook in terms of how I think the rest of the division's doing so far in the offseason. It sure looks like the Rays are going to sell off all their guys. I mean, Wander Franco, terrible guy, so see you later. Hopefully he goes to prison. That'd be pretty cool. Not That sounds so wrong. I'm so sorry. Uh, that's not good that he goes to jail, but if it's true what he did, then then yeah, rotten, rotten prison, honestly, dude. Piece of shit. But um, it looks like they're going to trade Glasnow in one of a Rosarena or Margot. Obviously, you hope it's a Rosarena. Get him out of our division. He kills us. Just get him out of the division, and we'll figure it out from there. But Tampa looks like they may be on the decline, but who knows? They find a way every year to trade a million guys away, and the guys they get back turn into the best players of all time. So we'll see what the Rays. The Orioles, are they going to trade for Dylan Cease? Probably not. So their pitching still is just not there for me. Um, The bats are there. The athleticism is there. The youth is there, and that's all big time for the major leagues. You need those things to succeed, and, and they definitely are able to do that. They um they impressed a lot of people, including myself, last year. I could I definitely saw them being competitive, but 101 wins and winning the division, man. Incredible, incredible stuff all around by them. Um, Yeah, and the Red Sox, they're just, I honestly, man, I don't know what they're doing. I mean, they've done nothing of note, nothing. And that's really sad to see. I mean, it's sad when you have a Yankee fan saying what the Red Sox are doing is sad, and, and that's where we're at. It's honestly like empathy. I feel bad for them because they haven't done anything of note, and it just looks like they're okay with, with fifth place again and maybe going all in the year later, but they're building up their farm system, so that's something to look forward to. And Tristan Casas is a good player, and they have a lot of good guys in the minors, so we'll give it time and, and let that marinate on the Red Sox, and maybe I'll eat my words and they'll be really good next year. Who knows? Um, and the Yankees, I feel good about the Yankees chances of competing Toronto, who knows they're going to go give a bunch of money to Cody Bellinger. And that's pretty funny because I, I don't think he projects well into getting a huge contract. I really don't. Um, other than that is uh, Toronto is Toronto. They, they talk a lot and they don't win a lot. And that's my problem with them is that they, they act like they're this huge team that wins all the time. And they, with this core, they haven't won a playoff game. So it's hard for me to take them serious yet, and I get that haha Yankee fan talking about winning in the playoffs. But we have gone to the ALCS a bunch of times, so we do win in the playoffs, but we just don't win. We don't win when we play the Houston Astros. If we're going to be completely honest, that's that's kind of our problem. If we can avoid them, we may have a chance. Um, yeah, it's it's the AL East is a, one of the better divisions in the sport for sure, and teams are loading up, man. Teams are definitely loading up. The Yankees realized that and they addressed a the problem. They, they needed left-handed bats. They got Soto in. They got Verdugo in. That's a guy I haven't brought up. Verdugo, I mean, not a great guy. Not a huge fan of him, but uh, the baseball player I'm okay with bringing in. We needed his left-handed bat. We need some contact-oriented players, and that's okay. I'm okay with that. His output should improve with Yankee Stadium, short porch, and everything. Everyone knows that's listening to this knows about that. Um yeah, I think the lineup this year is going to be the first time in a long time where we can do the whole left, right, left, right, left, right. 
And that's important. It really is. In, in any stadium, Yankee Stadium is the one that it's almost most important in because it's such an advantage for us. For 81 games, we get to play in that. And we've done this whole le- right-handed power thing for so long. And it, it makes it difficult to... It, you almost have to change your entire approach as a right-handed hitter to try and hit the ball to right field. A lot of guys don't naturally do that. They want to pull the ball so that they hit it hard. And that's that's part of the whole launch angle, exit velo thing. And that's it's part of the game now. Anybody who doesn't like it, I get it, but it's part of the game. So you just have to kind of embrace it. Um, so having left-handed guys who just, if they pull at Yankee Stadium, they don't even have to get all of it, and you'll probably hit a home run. And that's it's important, and that's why Soto is so important to this lineup now. And, and it changes the whole dynamic of the ball club, and that's it's a, it's awesome. It's an awesome feeling to be able to feel the team of players every day that are competent and and can play baseball at a high level. And that's important for us as fans to be motivated to go out to the ballpark. Who wants to go watch Billy McKinney and Jake Bowers? No disrespect, but they're not. They're not. They should not be starting for the New York Yankees. I mean, come on, starting 120 games for the New York Yankees? Are we for real right now? We went from these all-time greats, Mickey Mantle and Babe Ruth, and, and even more recent guys, Aaron Judge and Gary Sheffield and David Justice and Johnny Damon, and now we're <laughs> Billy McKinney. Come on, come on. We, I give respect to the front office and ownership because I think what happened during last season was the stadium was empty in the latter stages of the summer and into September. The fans gave up on the team, and and ownership and the front office noticed. And they knew that they had to make some sort of move to fix that. And this will motivate a lot of fans to come back. Fans want to watch stars, and and they got one of the biggest stars in the game. They now have probably, in my opinion, the best left-handed hitter in the game. I think Soto is the best, and I think they have the best or most feared hitter in the game in Aaron Judge already on the team. You bet those guys back-to-back, that is an incredible incredible problem for pitchers to have to face incredible problem it's it's something that we haven't seen in a while it's something that people thought would be judging Giancarlo and Giancarlo just hasn't done it he has not done it in a Yankee uniform and that's a shame it really is a shame in terms of the rest of this of the ball club right now I think the Yankees have they have an infield log jam right now. You know, Glaber's going to be at second. You know, Rizzo's going to be at first. You got Volpe at short. And you got, I guess they already announced LeMay, who will be at third base, which we hope he can turn it around, stop hitting the ball on the ground, or maybe make some more hard contact up in the air. That would be pretty nice. Um, that infield's solid, definitely solid enough. If Rizzo isn't, if Rizzo's concussion was just, just a concussion and he's able to come back, that's big. Another great left-handed bat. And like we were saying before, Giancarlo is the question mark on the team. He is the X factor. He is the the outlier. What can he give you? Is he going to be an 800 OPS player again? Is he going to be a type of guy to hit 30 home runs, hit 20 home runs, hit 25 home runs, drive in almost 100? Can he do that anymore? I don't know. No one Can anybody really realistically answer that? I fall closer to the side of no, we can't, but recency bias plays into that. I watched him play all last year and just be abysmal at the plate just one of the worst players I've ever seen just just whiffing at pitches outside and his it looked like he kind of almost gave up on himself at points where he was just he didn't look like he wanted to be anywhere near a baseball stadium at points last year so we hope that that's something that may be giving him more protection in the lineup with a Soto and a Verdugo and Rizzo being fully healthy and Glaber giving you another good year and hopefully LeMahieu resurging at least a little bit that kind of covers it up or he's able to like he'll get more pitches to hit 
or he'll get more pitches where he's able when he's able to get a pitch to hit, he's able to make hard contact, which is Giancarlo's whole game. It, all of his his contact is usually good. It's hard, solid contact, but the problem is he doesn't make enough of it, and that hopefully will change with having better players around him. Um, other than that, in terms of the Yankees right now, it's just a waiting game. We wait for Yamamoto, and then we wait to see if they don't get him, what the pivot is. Is the pivot a trade? Is the pivot bringing a reunion with Jordan Montgomery? Is the pivot bringing in Blake Snell? Is the pivot, I don't know, Frankie Montas, and then they kind of just feel it out and try and hope everyone stays healthy? What what does Brian Cashman have up his sleeve if Yamamoto doesn't go through? I mean, the, the obvious plan A is you get Yamamoto, and then you kind of just figure it out from there, right? You go Cole, Yamamoto, Rodon, Nestor, and Clark Schmidt probably goes in as your five. Or do they add Yamamoto and then look to add a Frankie Montas as your fifth starter, let him hopefully resurge, let him hopefully give him a one-year deal, and hopefully he looks to looks to stay on the field. I mean, that's kind of his thing the past couple of seasons is he can't pitch because he's hurt all the time. Um, give him a one-year contract with incentives and hope that he has a huge year, goes into free agency, and someone gives him a boatload of money, but he he kind of reestablishes himself in the, in the major leagues as a great pitcher on a nice and cheap one-year deal, and you put Clark Schmidt back in the bullpen, which would help with the bullpen problems because, you know, Michael King was big in that bullpen for us down the stretch uh, for a lot of the past couple of seasons, honestly. King has been huge for us in the, at the bullpen, so they do need to address some some something there. They have interest in Jordan Hicks. If they want Jordan Hicks, I'm not going to be opposed to it. He does have control problems, but he is right up um, Matt Blake's alley in terms of sinker, heavy sinker, heavy heater, big time arm. He's just a he seems like a legit deal for us. It could be a guy we target in the bullpen for sure. Okay, going into our next topic here, um, I'm kind of doing this totally off the cuff, people. Um, my initial plans for this first episode was to do a podcast for my, with my boy Ant and with Ryan, but. Unfortunately, that whole audio file got corrupted. We did a whole podcast um, last night. It's about an hour and a half long, and it just completely corrupted. Uh, I don't plan on the episodes being that long unless I have a guest. Um, unfortunately, I, I can't talk for that long on my own. Um, I don't find myself that interesting, so <laughs> I think it'd be a little self-righteous to sit here for an hour and a half and just talk to you about things that I'm not an insider or anything. I'm just a fan like everyone listening. I just want to see this team succeed, and I want to do everything – I can as a fan to relay that I'm just I'm trying to be the voice of the fans. That's all I want to be. I want to be one. I'm one of you guys, and that's we all have opinions. And I wanted to get everyone's word out there. That's why I had Ant and Ryan on for episode one. Those guys have been my boys for a long time now, and they they have opinions that not everyone agrees with. But you know what? It's important as fans that we get our voices heard too. And I think that was a big part of this previous off season. The ownership in front office heard us. They heard that the fans were pissed off that they didn't want to come to the ballpark. There's no reason to come. We're watching not garbage players on the field, and, and they changed that, hopefully. Hopefully they complete this Yamasoto. I know that's a big thing, Yamasoto offseason. So that would be huge for us as fans. We just we need to be patient. We'll let Yamamoto choose, and hopefully he chooses the New York Yankees as his future ball club. With all that being said, I think I'm going to close the episode out here. This will be a little bit of a shorter one. Um... I would love any feedback. Leave it below, please. I want to thank you. Anyone listening to this, thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you for giving this a chance. 
please come back for episode two. Hopefully, no audio corruptions. It'll be with Ant and Ryan, and we'll have that three-man crew working. It'll be great. But I want to thank you. My name is Anthony again, and thank you for joining me today on the Yankee Boy Podcast. Have a good one, everybody. Take it easy. Bye now.